Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now back to Kenny and JT on News Talk 1480 WHBC. Look out! Hey! Sweet I love a guy who's got his own theme music when he joins us here on the Kenny and JT Show as we're broadcasting live from Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse today. Our first guest, Kenny, really doesn't need any introduction, but I'll do it anyway for radio purposes. He is the voice of your Cleveland Cavaliers, the one, the only, even though he didn't say Bonanza on the radio yet. Yes, he did. Tim Alcorn, when? Tell him, Tim. Go ahead. A week ago tonight. What? At Milwaukee. I think I had been with you guys during yep. the afternoon. You said you got to get Bonanza in there. We worked somewhere. it in? I did. Might have been the second half. Brian, you have to you have to go back and find the tape on that, Brian. I had to really dig to get it, <laughs> but I got it in. I got it. I in. take it back. This I is stand so corrected. cool that you guys are here. I love this. We love WHBC as one of our Cavalier partners. So for you guys to be down here and broadcasting live, very cool. I love it. It's really special for us too because we don't get the opportunity to do it as much as we'd like to. But when we are here, it's very special, and we appreciate the fact that you join us on a day like today. And one of the things Kenny and I were talking about is. What is a pregame ritual for Tim Alcorn? What time do you normally get here to do a game? I'll have the WHBC listeners know I arrived an hour early today. (laughs) Just because I got the invite from the best pick and roll combo in Canton. See that? So I'm here early. But no, usually my game day, uh, home or away, we'll have a shoot around in the morning. Right. And I'll attend shoot around just to kind of get a sense as to what's going to happen that night. And. Then uh, get back either to the house or the hotel, depending upon if we're home or away. Uh, do some more prep work, go over those final notes, and then I'm usually here at the arena 4.30. 3.30 today. For a 7 o'clock for tip. Kenny and JT. So what time do you normally get home? Uh, generally, once, once the postgame show starts, uh, I'm done. So, okay. And I live pretty close to the arena, so I'm home by... Tennis for a seven o'clock start. Okay. Nice, yeah. And the post game, Mike Snyder does a phenomenal job. Been doing yeah. it for years. Brad Sellers now a part uh, of the post game show and everything, breaking it all down. So uh, you know that's great to see. And you can listen to them on your way home and uh, take some notes for the next game, right? <laughs> and cringe at the highlights. I don't know about you guys. When you hear your own highlights, do you grin? Do you cringe? I don't do you... like my own voice. Yeah, I hate it. Can't, Can't stand it. it. Yeah. Right. What's even worse, when you have to watch yourself on TV when I do Monsters games? Right. Oh, dude, I hate it, man. I hate looking at myself. I hate hearing myself on TV. Can't yeah. stand it. Yeah. I'm like, why did Marty and Kurt pick that one? Isn't there a better one? Yeah. You think, oh, I would have said that a little bit differently. Well, vocabulary is a big deal with you. Yes. And we, we've learned this the last couple of days. What's yes. the new word, Kenny? Okay, we need you to give us the definition of a word you used the other night. Rambunctious. What is it? Is what, it uh, is what you use. So what's the definition of rambunctious? Oh, like wild and crazy and... Like yeah, two wild like, and crazy yeah, guys. Like your kids are acting very rambunctious. Okay. So it was a rambunctious dunk yes. by Jared Allen to get his 15th double-double. Oh. 
Jared Allen with a sorry thunderous Brian's playing one of your songs. Brian, he doesn't have headsets on, so he can't hear those when you play. Thunderous and rambunctious is how he described it. And we we write them all down now, man. We keep track of them. Here's a good question. What's the biggest highlight so far this season? One play come to mind? Oh, wow. That's a great question. One particular highlight. I don't think we've had a game winner. No, fact, not yet. I was talking to somebody earlier okay. today about the fact that the Cavs have racked up, especially on this recent streak, a lot of double-digit wins. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. Karras is what we thought was a three-ball the other night. They went to the video at the end of the third quarter and yeah. said, well, it was a two-ball, but that shot he hit from that In the corner? far side. Mm-hmm. I mean, this place just Elbow. erupted. Yeah. Absolutely erupted. So, Has it been nuts up here? Absolutely. I mean, this place is one of the best home court advantages yeah. in the NBA. It gets loud. Uh, there's a thunderous sound to it. Uh, it just reverberates. Uh, Cleveland fans, no matter the sport, Guardians, Browns, yeah. Cavs. Kenny, you mentioned Monsters Hockey. They get into it. They know the game, and they are feverish mm-hmm. in their support. So, yeah, this place really rocks. Yeah, Monsters lead the AHL in attendance, uh, about 10,000 a game. Number one. Yeah. So uh, there you go. Uh, they love their sports in Cleveland, no question about it. My question to you, though, is this. The win over the Clippers the other night, was that the best win of the season? I would say so, following the win over Milwaukee on right, Friday. Right. I mean, those are two elite teams. Now, granted, there's some drama going on in Milwaukee right now, but still, they had Giannis, they had Portis, they had Lillard, they had the whole gang, mm-hmm. and yet uh, the Cavs really took it to them. I love the fact that they adjusted after the Wednesday game. That, that has a little bit of a playoff feel to it. Okay. And so the Cavs come back on the road and say, okay, let's look at Wednesday. Let's see what happened and let's adjust. And they, they did that on Friday night. But for the Clipper game on Monday, yeah, Clippers, they had had a back-to-back mm-hmm. on Friday and Saturday. But on Saturday, they demolished the Celtics. In fact, it was right. Boston's second home loss of the whole year. Clippers did not have a starter in that game Saturday that played 30 minutes. That's how big of a margin it really was. The final score doesn't even indicate Mm -hmm. how much they blew out Boston. So they were rested. They were ready. They were healthy. So, yeah, those two wins back-to-back, those are signature Mm -hmm. moments that could really propel and catapult this team. You know what else is amazing, too? You look at those other lineups and you say, that Milwaukee team looks like an all-star team. That Clippers team looks like an all-star team. You handled your business. I mean, they really did, and I don't think the, yeah, the Cavaliers, to me right now, they can play with anyone. We haven't seen them against Boston full strength, and that's going to be the difference because right now Cavaliers getting healthy. The other teams in the East, like Philadelphia, and the Knicks aren't. So this has got to speak volumes for this team, doesn't it? Oh, that's exactly right. Uh, you make a great point, JT. Think about the fact that New York has lost Robinson. Now they're going to lose Randall for however long that may be, uh, but they've lost a couple of big guns. The Cavs to their credit, played unbelievably well without Evan and without Darius Garland. And yet, here they are with everybody getting healthy just as you're going into the All-Star right. break and you're sitting in a real nice spot in mm-hmm. the Eastern Conference. So I think they're positioned well. I think they're really set up for a strong run after the All-Star break, and they're going to be right in the thick of this thing as far as the Eastern Conference is concerned. Was it a little bit of a woe-is-me attitude? I heard Brad Doherty say it the other night. Well, he thought know, this team would have been one of them things. 500 without Garland and, and Mobley, and yet they went like 19-4 and four or 15-3, and three, whatever it was. But the thing is, 
when you lose two-thirds of your starting or, or two-fifths of your starting rotation, you would look at this team and go, how are we going to beat these Clippers? How are we going to beat these Milwaukee Bucks and other teams? Were you surprised that they were so successful? And what do you expect when Carlin comes in? Is he playing tonight? DG is listed as questionable, uh, and that was the same status for Evan on Monday, and, and he went. So I would certainly think, you know, the odds are he'll be out on the floor. He went through shoot-around mm. this morning. I think they listed him as questionable simply to say if, if something happens in shoot-around or you know, he's not feeling well or whatever – but he was out there, he was working, he was moving, so I think we'll see DG tonight. Uh, but going back to your point, mm-hmm. I think everybody, except the guys on the floor and the coaching staff, had that woe is me. Okay. I know I did. Mm-hmm. You know, when both of those injuries were announced on the same day. I don't even know if it was in the same release or not, but it was the same day. And it was like a just a punch to the gut. Yeah, like, huh? are you kidding me? Yeah. And yet... JB and the coaching staff and the players, uh, they refused to have that woe is me mm-hmm. attitude. Uh, they responded. And so to say I was surprised that they played this well, heck yeah. And I yeah. think anybody outside of, the, outside of the coaches and players that say, no, I'm not surprised, I think they're shading the truth a little bit because nobody anticipated with two starters out and elite players out uh, that the Cavs would do what they did. But, boy, a, a ton of credit goes to JB and the mm-hmm. staff and again, to those players, they believed, hey, we can still win basketball games. Kobe, too, because, you know, this next man up attitude, it's used so often in sports. But we looked at this team and never heard of Sam Merrill. We didn't interview him during media day. We didn't know what to expect. This guy plays lights out. Craig Porter Jr., I mean, you talk about somebody that gives you uh, quality minutes every time he's on the floor, for me anyway, can run the team. I mean, they look fantastic. And for those guys to step up, uh, i got to give kudos to Kobe Altman. And player development yep. and scouting and all of those guys. Uh, that's exactly right. It's interesting. Uh, the Cavs do a thing where uh, they'll have somebody from the organization as well as an MC talk to their big partners, season mm-hmm. ticket holders, and the like. And I was honored to do that one night with Mike Gansey, the general manager. And he talked about the fact that they actually saw Craig Porter in a college game. They were scouting it personally. And he was dominating the floor in every facet of the game. Scoring, rebounding, and you, you saw his... Rebounds are amazing. Right. You saw his stats when he was at Wichita State where you're like, wow, this guy led the team in scoring and rebounding yep. and assists, deflections. So they're watching this game, and they and Mike said in that, in that meeting, we couldn't take our eyes off this kid. And we knew that if he's available, we're going to grab him. He may not get drafted, but we want him. So it's that scouting it's, it's that player development it's recognizing talent and really guys that fit the Cavs system and i think they're terrific with that and to your point jt about sam merrill same type of thing mm-hmm. they saw something there they worked with him g league summer league out in vegas they knew they had something and wow this kid was just hiding in plain sight yeah you know it's amazing too it would take a page out of the guardians book and development and scouting and it reminds me of a couple of years ago when you filled in for hammy and the guardians i think they were still the guardians at that time go out west and took like two out of three or three out of four from the dodgers what is it with tim alcorn five out of six when i did is that what it is yeah because you went to denver first yeah Yes. So Swept Denver, the Rockies, two yes. out of three from the Dodgers. Never win in Denver. Keep that in mind. Can't team. beat the Dodgers. <laughs> what is it with Tim Alcorn and good luck when you broadcast these games? And look at the Cavaliers now. 
JT, I'll have you know, my name has never appeared in a box score. Thank you, Joe. God bless you. Uh, Listen, the announcers have nothing to do with it. But, no, you know what? It's funny you mentioned that with the Guardians because I think there are so many similarities between the two organizations insofar as, as you mentioned, just coaching and and scouting and player development. Uh, We've seen the Guardians do it right across the plaza and be in contention year in and year out. Uh, I think this team here, the Cavs, they're going to be in contention year in and year out. These guys haven't even hit their primes yet. And and here they are last year, 51 wins. I don't know if we'll get to 51 this year. It's why you play the games. But uh, they're certainly in that playoff chase. They're in the thick of things in the Eastern Conference. And, again, knock on the wood here at Press Row, uh, unless another injury bug bites them in the second half of the year, uh, they're going to be in contention. And these guys are all young and locked in. So uh, I think there's a lot of similarities between the the neighbors here in downtown Cleveland. I told Kenny I wanted to ask you this question, and you were probably spoiled. Kenny, you ask a question? No. He he had me write these all down. He says, make sure you ask him this. We ask you about the, you know, the, the dictionary. Now we ask you about, you know, some of the other things and, you know, what your day usually is like on a game day. Uh, I want to know if you were spoiled coming back from France because you're eating crepes and everything else. Now you get a hot dog. Let me tell you, <laughs> Cheerios at the house does not compare to the crepes and the croissants and the French omelet that we had made for us every morning. Can't imagine. Yeah, I do want to say, in all seriousness, uh, I, I work for the team. I get my paycheck from the Cavaliers, but they did everything first class and beyond. I mean, the way they treated 250 of us that went wow. over within the organization was simply incredible. They spared no expense. Uh, I think there was an unlimited Amazing. budget, and they exceeded it because wow. everything wow. was done top shelf. It was just an extraordinary once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And even to talk to you guys at 1130 at night, Paris that? time. That was awesome. You know, we were See, a part here, of the trip. I get yeah. here an hour early today. <laughs> I'm out on the street at 1130 at night. <laughs> right. People are honking their horn at me. Who are you talking to? What I don't do for the best pick and roll. Look, combo. man, Kenny and I did the Division Two State High School Football Championship game. It was Maslin taking on. Who did they play? Maslin Hoban. and Hoban. Yeah, they gave us a ham sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> hey, you forget where he came from. Yeah. He knows those All days. Right. Yeah, now he's making up for it, uh, eating croissants and crepes yes, and French me. omelets. Listen, I did Poupon. some high school football this fall. I love high school football. Yeah. I've done a couple of high school hoops games this winter. I, listen, there's a game going on right now. Oh, yeah. I love this program that the Cavs do where they have kids come down and play high school games before a Cavs game. There's a purity to high school sports. I there love is. It. Yeah, no question. Tim Alcorn, the radio voice of the Cavaliers, joining us. We're in his house tonight. Yes. Rocket Mortgage Field House as the Cavaliers will take on the Pistons. 7 o'clock is tip-off, 6.30 pregame. Uh, and, and, Tim, Evan Mobley the other night comes back. I was surprised they started him, but they did. That's his role, so they just put him right back into the starting lineup. Minutes restriction, played about 20 minutes. Uh, Ten points, nine rebounds. How did he look to you in his first game back? I thought he looked terrific. I thought he looked as though uh, he hadn't missed six weeks, that's for sure. He got into the flow of things. As you said, Kenny, there was a a minute's restriction, but uh, for the most part, I I thought he blended in beautifully. And certainly uh, his presence on the floor will only add to what the Cavaliers are doing. Listen, Evan is a great athlete. Uh, People, I don't know if they tend to forget if that's the right phrase, but... Uh, you have to remember, growing up 
He was an awesome soccer player. Yeah. That's why his footwork mm. is so okay. great. So he's an athlete. He can play. He can get up and down this floor. He ran up and down soccer fields. So I think he's going to blend right in, and I thought he looked pretty sharp. He went coast to coast the other night. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. I mean, I, I saw the highlight. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Nobody picked him up, so he just finished at the rim, man. Absolutely. And, again, uh, Evan is a guy that will work hard, and he is a team-first guy. It's not about Evan Mobley to Evan. It's about what can I do to help this team win. And when you look at a box score, uh, his name is in it, not mine. Yeah. Sure. If you look at that box score, Evan's always putting numbers in a category that helps the team win. It's a great point. And, uh, you know, would we like to see his offense um, you know, get better and extend on the floor as far as threes? Because I, I, in, in listening to you, and watching a couple of the games and looking at the highlights, right? With Garland and him out, they've been able to play a wider, more open and free offense because of the three-point shooters that are out there. Mm -hmm. Do you think they will, I don't want to say force him to shoot threes or tell him, hey, you've been working on it early in games at least, step out and take the three so we keep the spacing for the other guys. They want him to shoot the three ball. Okay. They absolutely want him to step out and work on the three ball and shoot the three ball. They feel that can be part of his arsenal. Does he need work on it? Yeah, and he knows that. I can tell you in practices and shoot-arounds, he is out beyond that arc, and he is working on that shot uh, both before practice and after practice. So uh, it's part of his game that he wants to develop, but the other part of that, Kenny, is when Evan was out, you saw a lot of Jared in the middle surrounded by the four shooters. I hope I was describing that accurately yes. on WHBC, but you saw Jared and four guys. You saw that the other night with Evan, where Jared would come out mm. and Evan would take that, that roll in the middle <laughs> and then spray it out to four guys on the side. I think JB likes that offense. We've seen it a lot in the six weeks that Evan's been out. And so I think you'll see Evan kind of be the hub of that. Okay when he spells Jared and vice versa. So I, I think they're not going to get away from that. And they, they now have shooters that they didn't have Correct. last year. Well, no offense, JT brought up a great point yesterday. He said, do you realize instead of Lamar and Jetty, it's, you know, it's Georgie Bruce and Niang. George Niang. Yeah, exactly. That, right. that's, a major, yeah, off the that's a major right. difference. No offense to those guys. They're, they're just better players. Well, the reason I brought that up is because the second team – Two years ago was, in my opinion, better than last year's second team. This year's second team, you mentioned the fact that 51 games, 51 wins we may not get to. We may eclipse that. And at 28 and 16 right now, is it 28 and 16? Yeah. 28 and 16, I look at this team being stronger than they were last year. When the second unit comes in, sometimes they're outscoring some of these guys in the first string that aren't named Donovan Mitchell. I remember talking to you guys during the preseason and just as the season started, and saying this roster is a better roster yeah. than the one that walked off the floor after Game 5 against right. the Knicks. You mentioned Kobe Altman earlier. Kobe and Mike Ganzi, they went out in the offseason. They addressed needs yeah. uh, with Struess, with Niang. They saw what happened in that New York series. This is a much deeper basketball yes. team than it was last year. If you go back to that playoff series, J.B., would look at the bench and go, okay, yeah. looks like the <laughs> right. starters are staying out right. there. Right. Yeah. Now he looks at that bench and he has confidence in every guy that's sitting there. Yeah, he does, and uh, it's worked so far. Now the challenge is finding minutes for those guys right. that have earned it, but also getting his starters Rotation. back out there. It's a nice problem to have. It is a good problem to have.
Tim, we always appreciate the time that you make for us, whether it's in Paris, France, on the radio, calling in, or live in person at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. I think it's awesome you guys are here. Anytime you want to have me stop by and join you, I'll be more than glad to do so. I don't know what I'm going to do now for the next 36 minutes. I you stick around. Here yeah, you, you can hang here yeah, with us. Around. Absolutely. Tim Alcorn joining us live at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse before the Cavs and the Pistons. Back with more right after this.